Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband, Jed. I hope you will join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, it's Ashley Gronwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I have my friend here, Julie, and we are gonna be talking about yoga. And the reason I asked Julie to join us is because she is a yoga instructor, so certified in yoga, and so she's the expert today to tell us a little bit about yoga. And I don't know a ton about yoga, even though as a hobby I am, a group fitness instructor, that is one format of exercise that I have stayed kind of far away from. So I'm so excited to learn from Julie today. So I know Julie because she's both a friend. We go to the same church. We're in small group together. And then I got the opportunity to help her buy a house. So we just have all these connections. Um, and so I'm so thankful for her friendship and just this time together. But Julie, tell us a little bit about you, Pete, baby Brooks, let us know. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So fun to do this. So I am Julie. I am a wife to Pete. I am a mama to my little 14-month-old boy, Brooke, and also a mama to be again. I have my second baby on the way due in April, which I'm so excited about. And I love that we're talking about yoga today because this is a passion of mine, just in general, wellness, health, fitness. It just all kind of comes full circle. And I feel like there's so many benefits and exciting things that have helped me through this journey into becoming a wife and a mother that I feel like yoga has been such a, a pivotal part of that. So let's jump right in because I have lots of questions that I'd love to get through with you. So start us off with what is your specific journey with yoga? Like, how did you come to like yoga, do yoga, and then teach yoga? Yeah, so it's been it's been a long and interesting journey. It started about 15 years ago. And honestly, it was like, it was a trendy thing to kind of do, you know, go to a yoga class and buy, you know, fun yoga pants and, and all of that. It was much more trendy. And I didn't realize the impact that it would have on my life and the way that it would kind of transform me and, and how, you know, my life has been transformed also because of yoga. So it's evolved a lot over the years, but started as a workout. Now I kind of talk about it being more of a work in. It's really more mind and body and spirit and all of all of that coming together. And so what was, you know, at first, I'm, I'm a group fitness person as well. It was a way to be able to go and do something fun with other friends and meet new people. Um, became much more of a journey about learning so much about myself and realizing that it's so much of a part of my life and a, and a passion, as I mentioned before, and really changed the way that I think I was taking care of myself. You know, my, my health and wellness looked a lot different in my 20s when I started versus now in my 30s, where I feel like I'm in a much better place. And yoga has been a, a huge part of that for me. So I ended up a couple of years ago, it was always on my radar that I wanted to dive deeper into yoga and do the training. And a couple of years ago, I had that opportunity and I did a 200 hour yoga teacher training and it was just, it was life changing for me. It was the best experience. I learned so much more about yoga and anatomy, but also again about myself and just realizing how much of an impact it had on me. But also at the time I realized that I was becoming a mom for the first time. So I'm going through this journey of becoming a yoga instructor while, you know, my, you know, my body is changing and I'm getting ready for this huge life change. And it just, 
it all kind of came together and it was just, it was a super important time for me. And I just look back on that time very, very fondly. That's awesome. Well, I'm thinking of a hundred more questions I have for you. So I'm going to keep going. But one that comes to mind is I think when I first started learning about yoga, it seemed to have like a, um, a spiritual element of it, but as believers and Christians, I think that some people had a little bit of a difficult time seeing how you could do yoga, practice yoga, but still honor our faith in Christ. So any thoughts there for people? Yeah, I love that you asked that because when I was originally signing up for the yoga training, that was one of the first things that I asked my master yoga instructor. I was like, you know, I'm a really strong believer. And I realized that there's a lot of religious and spiritual ties when it comes to yoga. And for me, it was about learning the background and the foundation of why yoga is what it is today. But that spiritual practice for an individual doesn't have to look the same. You know, some people don't have a specific belief set. Some people kind of leave the spiritual element out of it. But I think that anyone that can take the time to be able to come to a space to kind of honor that time for themselves, whether it is more meditative and more spiritual, or again, whether you kind of remove that piece of it. But for me, there was no conflict of interest there. I could completely embrace the fact that I believe in God and Christ and not have that affect the foundation of of learning about yoga and the history about it. So it was more of kind of the educational piece versus trying to dive deeper into the spiritual piece for me. So it sounds like this is something that you can definitely incorporate into your life as a believer. It just may look a little different from other people. So that's awesome. What would you say just jumping into the benefits of it? Um, I think for me as a very high strung type A, I could see the benefits, but not willing to slow down enough to do it. But I'm yeah. sure there's tons of health benefits, mental, spiritual benefits. Share those with us. So funny that you say that because so many of the people that come to practice yoga are, are like us, like super type A. And they almost need that balance of having yoga to kind of bring them down. <laughs> bring them down a notch and be able to kind of have a more passive place. And I mean, yoga is for everyone, regardless of personality type or activity level, like you, you will get something, you will get something out of it. But really, the benefits are multifold. There's a physical aspect of it, certainly where you're going to go. And depending on the style of yoga, like it's you're going to get a little bit of a workout, maybe if it's a more fast paced vinyasa type of flow versus there is a more slower meditative restorative type of yoga, which for me when I was pregnant was super beneficial and just honoring that time in my body that looked and felt very, very different. So I think the physical benefits are are kind of obvious, you will maybe notice it on the outside if you are new to a practice and you're starting to maybe like work out or get exercise for the first time. But there's an internal piece of it too. It's so good for our digestive system. It's so good for our respiratory system, um, especially, you know, kind of the, the day and age that we are in right now. I think that being able to take care of our body and have wellness from the inside out is even more important than ever. And then there's this whole mental side of it and being able to kind of 
disconnect from whatever is outside of that space and just kind of come into a time to be fairly present and to just honor the fact that we all need to kind of shut off our brains sometimes, whether you're behind a computer all day or you're running after your kids or whatever it is that you're doing that's occupying your time, how important it is to be able to come and just have some time for yourself, whether it's 30 minutes or 45 or 60 minutes, whatever it is. So good to be able to do that and to kind of turn off the the brain and just be able to honor a time that you're doing something really, really good for yourself. So, I mean, I could probably talk the whole, you know, 30 minutes just about the benefits. It's, there's so many, but I think just getting, just getting started and you will start to notice and feel from your very first class, you know, the, the difference that, that yoga brings. I had one of my slower paced friends invite me to a yoga class and I would, I wasn't super interested until she said it was a hot yoga. And I was like, I'm interested to just see what that's like. Yeah. And went, and I love the fact that I left sweaty because I think psychologically for me, a workout, you leave sweaty. So that was something I did for a very, very short period of time, but even had Jed come with me because I think he felt a little bit more masculine going into a hot yoga than maybe right. something else. I don't know. But do you have a favorite style or type of yoga? Yes. And again, it kind of depends on like where I'm at. So right now being pregnant again, my favorite kind of yoga is yin yoga, which is a very slow paced yoga. It's mostly done on the floor. You're holding a posture for like five or so minutes, which probably seems like torture to some people, but it allows you to really, you have to turn off your brain which is important for me. And you have to just allow your body to like relax into the posture. And that was so helpful in my last pregnancy. And of course this one too, but normally being super type A, I want the, you know, crazy fast paced, hot, super hot class. So same as what you were mentioning, it's called like a hot vinyasa type of flow where you're in, maybe it's a 105 degree room and you're doing a very fast paced, more of a cardio and aerobic type of exercise that's going to really get your heart rate up and you're going to sweat out a lot of toxins out of your body and you're definitely going to you know, feel your muscle groups working. And because I know we both have a love for indoor cycling, if you had the choice between the two, would you pick one over the other? Or it just depends, like you said, season of life and where your stress level is. Like, gosh, that's such a hard question too, because so I love cycling. I love running and I love yoga. And I feel like they're all so complimentary of one another. I don't think that I could run and cycle the way that I do if it wasn't for yoga because with running and cycling you're 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 tightening so much in your in your body in a good way you know you're building those muscle groups but whether it's your hips your IT bands all of that is kind of getting locked up and yoga is the most beautiful way to be able to release some you know some of that tightness in our bodies or even sitting behind a computer and how we're on devices all day and we're constantly kind of like hunching over and yoga is going to help to kind of like open and bring some restorative posture to you. So I, I mean, if I had to choose, I don't think that I could ever give up yoga the way that I've had to like maybe put a pause on running when I'm eight months pregnant or cycling, you know, later in the pregnancy as well. So yeah, I think I think I would hang on to that one. (laughs) Awesome. And then what would you tell someone that has never done yoga before? Like I said, my experience with it was hot yoga, I went in not really knowing what to expect. But that could be intimidating for some people going in not knowing what to expect. So what would you say to someone who said I'm interested, but have no idea what will happen when I get there? Yeah. So I guess a couple of things. One, keep a very open mind. When I went to my first hot yoga class, I hated it. 
and I hated it because it was hard. And I think it bruised my ego a little bit. But I also think that as humans, we have a tendency to bring our ego into something and egos have no place in yoga. It should very much be a place where you can come exactly as you are, regardless of shape, size, physical ability. It's, it's about going and doing something that's good for you. So I would say wherever you do go, as soon as you walk into that door, just leave your ego aside and just say, I'm going to be very open to whatever this experience is going to be. And I might not love it at first because it might put me out of my comfort zone initially because it's going to maybe evoke some emotions or some things that you're going to be working through. But secondly, I would say like always before you start a new wellness routine, like check with your doctor or physical practitioner, whoever you might meet with just to make sure that there aren't any reasons why you shouldn't practice yoga. And there would be very few. But for example, being pregnant again, if I was pregnant for the first time and I had never practiced hot yoga before, my doctor might not say, no, don't go into a 105 degree room because there are contraindications for that. I think as, you know, as long as your doctor and, and anyone that you meet would sign off on that, I would say just go and be open and enjoy the experience and know that the first time around, like it might, you might not fall in love with it, but there's going to be something about it that's going to hook you. And you're going to be like, I kind of want to go back and do that again. And I just, I, I promise you should, if you follow me on Instagram, definitely like send me a message and be like, I went to a class. You were right. I'm hooked. I'm going back. And I would love to hear that. That's awesome. And it brought to mind just how you can incorporate this into your family. Cause my mom got Ellie a kids yoga like book and it's just oh. a picture book. Um, and then we found another one when we were out. So now we have two and they're really fun. Just like kids, animals that they're making these body shapes that yeah. resemble the animals to some degree. And it was, I mean, it was a, a fun activity for her and I to try and contort our bodies that way and then try to remember what the name was. And so it's something that if you are interested, you could even start maybe at home in the, you know, confidence of your privacy with with your kids yep. laughing at yourself before you go into a setting like that a hundred percent and again like being in kind of the the situation that we are this year i'm sure there's a lot more people that are having to cultivate a home practice you know whether it's their first choice or not for me like i love being in the studio with other people that just hasn't necessarily been an option for a lot of this year so it's been you know, encouraged me to have to build up more of my home practice. And the same, like, like you said, with um, your littles and having like these little books and stuff to kind of guide it, like it's very possible to be able to enjoy and, and experiment with the benefits of yoga, just being in the comfort of your own home. That's awesome. And for you right now, are you doing anything or is there anything outside of the home that you know of with yoga or is it mainly people doing it at home? Yeah. So where we are now in Raleigh, uh, studios were able to reopen, I would say, within the last like three or so months. And I, I think with contingencies, it was really difficult for a lot of my friends who are yoga studio owners to be able to reopen under the, the conditions that we're in. I, I haven't personally been back to the studio to teach. I was teaching outdoors for most of the spring and summer just to be able to have um, that community and, and do things safely when being indoors wasn't an option um, for my own personal reasons. I just, I don't go into the studio at this time. So I've just, it was good that I had to kind of um, push myself out of my comfort zone and build up a home practice because now that's, 
primarily, all, you know, all that I'm doing for my yoga. So it is very possible to, you know, to not have to physically be in a studio, but I do encourage it. There's a different sort of sense of energy when you're with other people. And also you're going to be with an instructor who's hopefully going to help to guide you into the proper alignment, which is so important with yoga. A lot of people think that it's just these crazy poses that people do and they, you know, look really cool in the Facebook and Instagram pictures. But really the important part is to be able to have really good alignment and to honor your body and to take care of your body in that way. And I think that those are some of the things that you might not get necessarily being at home, even if you have an instructor that's virtual um, or like on a, on a recorded webinar type of thing. And I know that there was a difference in like a yoga class you would take at a a large box gym yoga classes they might have on their schedule versus a boutique studio that just specializes in yoga to encourage one versus the other or pros or cons of those i know people that teach both i've i've been in both situations i think that i mean there are there are pros and cons for sure but i think that what i always come back to is about the alignment and i think that if you're going to a studio and for any reason you're not feeling safe with the way that they're guiding you or, or helping you to get into the postures, then there should be a little bit of a red flag there. So whether it's, you know, like you said, a, a big box gym or a small like concierge type of, of fitness studio, their primary focus should be on the alignment and taking care of your body. That makes sense. Because I think I have seen just a little bit more in the group fitness settings at a big gym them being like instructors like me trying to just fill in for that but not necessarily specializing in yoga so you like not knowing the alignment very well trying to get more cardio out of it than it's intended or you know and and maybe the lights on versus off or not having a good setup with mirrors to check your posture like different things so i think you have to check all those things out yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's a way for people to get introduced to something and then they want to explore from there, then I think that there's a benefit of having it. But depending on maybe how long you've been practicing or what style you've been practicing, like it would probably be hard for me to go to a gym and just take a, a regular class there because I'm so used to the style and the technique that I, you know, that we have at the studio that I go to. Sure. That makes sense. And you've spoken to this a little bit. So I don't know if you have any additional things to share, but just from how yoga benefited you pregnant, is there anything more you want to elaborate on that? Gosh, so, I mean, so much more to it. Um, But I guess to keep it somewhat brief for this segment, I think that there's the actual physical piece of it, which is just being able to kind of honor where you are in your body as it just changes very dramatically during those nine, ten-ish months of your life. And being okay with the fact that my yoga looked very different from month one to the end of month nine. And I love that there's so much of variety in yoga that it allowed me to do that. I couldn't say the same for running. I only was able to run up to like seven or eight months pregnant last time. This time I was only able to run up to like 
four months pregnant. It was very different. But yoga was able, like, I was able to do it all the way through. And there was a way that I could be able to customize it to what my body was feeling in that day or in that moment or in that trimester. And then the other piece of it that maybe doesn't get as much attention initially, but it's really the foundation of yoga is the breath piece of it. And if you think about it as you're expecting your baby and you're preparing for labor and this grand event, you talk so much about breath and the power of breathing and being able to control your breath and to keep you calm and to get you ready for that baby to make its arrival. Mm -hmm. And yoga is really all about breath. It's connecting your breath with a posture and guiding you through using that breath. So it's very controlled. And I think that that was the, the single best benefit of yoga for me was being able to, I didn't have to like consciously like turn it on when I was going into labor. It just was like an automatic response in my body that I knew exactly what to do and how to be able to calm myself down and, and control that throughout. So I think that that's probably, if nothing more, if you are expecting and you haven't really had a yoga practice, you can absolutely incorporate the breath practice and it's going to help you immensely as you get ready for that little baby to arrive. That's awesome. I love that. I didn't even think of that as an amazing benefit. That's yeah, great. Yeah. And then I know that you are not only a mom, but you work as well. So how do you add this third dimension into your life as a busy mom, working mom? Gosh, right. So hard, right? Like juggling all the priorities and feeling like you have time to be able to dedicate and compartmentalize like the work aspect of it from the family aspect of it. And now, of course, everything bleeds together because my home is my everything. My home is my work. My home is my yoga studio. My home is where I raise my family. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's it's having that that space, kind of that sacred space, that sacred time to be able to just come and say, this is just for me and I need this. And I think that whether you're a new mom or you have a handful of littles in your home, like you probably know and understand that you need that time. You could be a working dad too and you need that time as well. And I think that just having, like for me, I have this one room in my house where I know that I can just go and close the door and just say, I need this 30 minutes. This is my wellness time or this is my mommy quiet time or however you want to say it. And they know like, you know, my husband will take the little one and be like, you know what, this is just your time and you need to have that. It's it's hard. You have to be, I think, really intentional about it. And of course, just like with anything else, like if you build it into like a habit or a routine, it will get easier. But I think just starting with even if it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes and just saying, I'm going to close the door and I'm not going to do anything else for that 15 minutes. And maybe I'm just going to lay here in Shavasana or I'm just going to work on some breathing or I'm just going to meditate on something for 10 or 15 minutes and just start there and then see if you can be able to continue that. And not every day is perfect. I don't, you know, I don't get to be able to do it every day, but I know that my days or my weeks feel very out of balance when I don't have that there. And do you, just curious, would you add yoga onto a day that you went for a run or rode your bike or went to a cycle class? Or is it something you would do on alternate days from a a higher intensity activity? So for me, 
it was different depending on, I guess, the season of life that I was in. When I was training for a race, I would do yoga constantly because I needed that restorative element. When I wasn't training for a race, I was doing yoga even more. Sometimes I was doing it twice a day because that was like my, my primary activity. I think that it's about finding the balance and being able to, depending on the season and the priorities that you're juggling, I think it's more important that it's quality over quantity. So even if it's just once a week, but you're just giving yourself that full hour just to be able to have for yourself and you look forward and you kind of really cherish and treasure that hour. But I mean, when I was fully able to, like not pregnant and, you know, not managing the little ones and not in COVID, I practiced daily because it was just something that felt like it was just my, my day would be missing something if I if I wasn't doing yoga throughout. And does Pete, your husband, ever join you in this? Or is it something like you said, sacred time just for you, mommy time? Yeah, a yeah. little bit of both. So he's come to the hot studio and taken my class a couple of times. And when we had to make this shift to do more at-home workouts, he would join. But he also is really good about being respectful of the fact that sometimes like, I just need my time to myself and my practice and to not be instructing, but just to be taking myself. And that's kind of a balance too, is versus like teaching a class isn't the same as just taking a class. And I think that anyone that's a yoga instructor would would be very honest in saying that it's almost equally as important to take as many classes as you're teaching because it keeps you in a student mindset and it, it keeps you very humble in your practice as well. But yeah, he would join from time to time. He probably, I wouldn't say it's his favorite. It's probably not a passion for him as it is for me, but I know that he enjoys doing it with me just because it's, it's time that we're spending together too. That's awesome. So if somebody was listening to this and thought, you know, I do want to either finish the year really well or start the new year really well and start being more restorative to their body and thinking about those things, what would they need to get started? Literally just the ambition. I feel like it's very much like you don't need a lot of resources to be able to start yoga. And I think that you know, at the beginning of the year, there's always this New Year's resolution push. And some people that are faithful gym goers get really a little bit frustrated about, you know, all the machines that the gym are taking with these people coming in. I love that time of year. Because for me, when I started my transformation into wellness, I was a New Year's resolutioner. And I had done it for years and never stuck to it. And then one year, it just clicked for me. And so I am never judgmental when I see a full gym or a full yoga studio on New Year's. I think that it's the best thing, whatever day that you pick to get started and to choose to do something so good for yourself. Just know that all you have to do is show up, whether you're going to a studio or you're trying an app at home, just come as you are. Most studios would have a yoga mat for you. If you're practicing at home, then I would say, you know, make the small investment to purchase a nice little yoga mat that you can have just for yourself. It will help your your practice to not just be doing it on like hardwood or carpet. Um, but if you go somewhere, most places have yoga mats for rent or towels to give you and water and all of that. And they make the experience really easy. Awesome. And so I we've talked about just maybe some of the obstacles for people getting into yoga, whether it's um, insecurity or they're type A like me and think, how could I benefit from slowing down? What what do you see as the biggest obstacles for people getting into it and how do they overcome that? I think that people just have a perception of what yoga is and it doesn't have to be 
young, white, thin, skinny, like fitness models doing yoga. It's everybody, every demographic, every size, shape, fitness level, walk of life. And I think that just a big piece of it is trying to break that perception and say that there's a benefit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, again, like kind of remove the ego piece of it that we want to sometimes like establish or attach to a workout or a practice because it's not competitive in nature. Like running is competitive even if you're competing against yourself and cycling is competitive because you're in a room of people that you're performing against. But yoga is a very non-competitive thing. And I think that that's why some people really end up falling in love and embracing it so much. Because once you realize that and you break past any perceptions or stigmas that you might have, and you realize that it is a place where you should feel welcome exactly how you are, wherever you are in your journey and whatever your goals are for yoga. Awesome. So we're pretty much out of time, but anything you would say, I know we're not really in a season where people are going to a lot of yoga classes, but if I was to sign up for my first yoga class, what what would I most likely expect? So I think that if you were going into a studio that you could expect that it should be extremely clean and sanitized. Most places are doing a phenomenal job of that. Also, if you're being encouraged to wear a mask while you're working out, I think that there's a, a lot of, you know, difference of opinion, I would say, when it comes to that. But be very, just be very careful and talk to your doctor about that. There's, you know, certainly benefits from wearing a mask and you know, this season that we're in, but being mindful of the fact that your practice in yoga is all about your breath. And if that's being inhibited by wearing a mask, then I think that's something that you should be mindful of. But with that piece aside, you should feel welcome and comfortable wherever it is that you go and know that whether you are able to get through the entire sequence or whether you lay on your mat for the entire time, it is totally okay and every day is different and just to go and be open and enjoy it and and then have that time just for yourself and, and be appreciative of that time. That's awesome. So if people wanna get in touch with you or maybe even go to one of your classes, What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yes, absolutely. So I would say follow me on Instagram. I always post when I'm teaching on my Instagram. It's just my name, Julie Traumacera. And um, yeah, I would love to answer any questions that you might have, or if you want to come to take a class, definitely, definitely connect with me there. And where do you teach or where did you teach? Yeah. So previous to COVID, I was at the Indigo Hot Yoga Center. That's in Cameron Village and Raleigh. And then I've been teaching outdoor classes in my community, which is open as well. So there's multiple ways to be able to connect or come practice with me. I also do group lessons and private lessons. And I teach at some of the local schools for some of the the track and field teams as well. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Julie. It was so fun talking about yoga. I mean, I definitely want to come to one of your classes. So hold me to that for sure. Um, But again, if you guys want to get in touch with Julie, reach out to her on Instagram. Otherwise, leave us um, comments and questions and we'll respond as quick as we can. But good to have you, Julie, and I'll see everyone next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home, where it all begins.